I wanted to write about Biden's inauguration as it was happening live, but I felt to just sit and watch, while at work having closed for the day. It was a ceremony devoid of ceremonies, if you understand what I mean. In retrospect, maybe it was a good thing that due to COVID the much that we were accustomed to didn't happen, because the seamlessness and the lack of any need to block out any noise from the kind of crowds usually associated with events such as these, meant that there was little to no distractions for the actors on stage to perfect what was the celebration of democracy of that day. It meant, that every bit of what was on display, was appreciated as symbolic of what American democracy represented, and Donald Trump was not in the least missed, in fact he'd have tainted the August occasion with his presence. Also, if he'd hoped that by widely announcing his absence, a sicko supporter of his would read that to mean a carte blanche to strike, then he failed again woefully, as only a suicidal nutjob would have attempted to approach the venue of the inauguration, with whatever instrument s slash he intends to execute his slasher act with. It felt, in the way the inauguration was presented, like the perfect response to the mob action that the world had to endure a few days back when Trump's most hardened supporters paid a visit to the seat of America's democracy. Not only did it portray Trump as a sore loser, but much worse, as someone who might be battling demons of a psychological nature, for which some psychoanalysts have been engaged these past few days by some of the popular news media outlets, in a bid to understanding the phenomenon that is Trump, the man. What is even more interesting is the fact that one cannot rule out the possibility that Trump might not be lying in thinking that the election was stolen from him, but that he genuinely believes it was, whether he can prove it is another matter entirely. Further distressing is the fact that his followers may also be cast in the same mold, which is why the matter of deradicalizing them is now something that's been muted, in the name of deprogramming, like Trump's supporters were robot zombies or the likes, even though as yet, no one has opined on the way and manner such deprogramming will be carried out. I can't even recall the word been used for rescued former members of cults. Even if this was to be done, would it include those in the right-wing media organizations like Fox News? How about the academics and elite on that side of the divide? Which is why and where a wake-up call has become necessary, not only for Trump supporters, but for every lover of democracy the world over, to avoid. Greater than for all our Trump supporters. Pick.twitter.com slash Greater than. Greater than Psy, at Psyrealist, January 20, 2021. The kind of mistake Republicans made when they allowed Trump sweep away their party institutions and organs, making it all about himself, such that even the Russians and Chinese, definitely not the North Koreans, could have sworn that they'd never witnessed such human worship amongst their kind since before their states were created. If the events around the inauguration made Trump out as a sore loser, another notable event, on the sidelines, by living former presidents of the United States, where they were featured in a video, taking turns to reassure Americans to not lose hope in America's democracy, seems to have nailed Trump's coffin as regards relegating him to pariah status. It is difficult now to envisage how Trump will ever be in the midst of these men, when they attend state functions to which former presidents are invited, and I doubt that the person of Trump will be humble enough to submit to any form of activity that will be deemed requisite for restitution for his bad behavior, and his traducers know this. This is why Democrats in the House and Senate seem to have settled for the next best option, impeachment, and beyond that, a trial in the Senate. Some people wonder what is to be achieved with the measures embarked by the Democrats, aimed at bringing Trump to reckoning, seeing as he's no longer in power, but therein lies the ultimate response, if not revenge, to his shenanigans, which even some Republicans who've had enough of his antics and disruptive tendencies understand, and though they may not be overt in their support of it, are covert in their tacit approval of all that will be required to relegate the man to the doldrums of the infamous history of American democracy. 
I surmise that the end game for Democrats will be to ensure that Donald Trump is rendered ineligible to contest future a presidential election, and they will not hesitate to sacrifice their colleagues on the Republican side of the aisle while at it, by roping them into the milieu, as not just bystanders, but active participants because of their support for the former president and his horde in the crime of incitement to insurrection. On the Republican side, for the love of the party, they may see this as an opportunity, to be rid of Trump despite all he helped them achieve in the judiciary as well as in cutting taxes for the wealthy, amongst several other causes of theirs, that he helped to foster and engender, some of which President Biden's executive orders can do very little to upturn. If they decide to overlook his person, and consider that besides his warts and all, he remains a Republican, they may just, with all that is in their power, oppose the agenda of the Democrats for precedent's sake, for the reason of counting scores, and that may just be the only hope Trump will have of getting away with his sacrilegious and ignominious behavior. Sadly, should Republicans eventually have their way, as regards the latter, but fail to reign in Trump by their own machinations, there's no gainsaying the fact that this might signal the end of their party as we presently know it. Kovach.